Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real Keith. Got no Jean today. No, no, no. Jean gone. No. Poof. No. She turns into what? She'd rather be in London <laughs> than drive through thick fog to be with us. <laughs> That's right. Depends. super, no mistaken. Yep. Oh. Depends where about she is in London. Probably the same place she's been in, in London for the last few decades. I, I noticed <laughs> you textfully said few decades rather than actually gave a number. Well, she's, what, 48 this year? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Anyway, without further ado, rising up out of the grave to terrify everyone, it's the news with El Presidente. <laughs> Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. 7B writers, including Gaiman. Mm. We now have the confirmed list of writers for the upcoming 7B, no, not Mind Warp, half-season of the nude series of Doctor Who. Mm. Of the eight, two have been written by Moffat, the vast toffee. Amen. Namely the first and last. Two by his chum, Mark Gattis. Chum. His chum. chum. And two by who newcomer, Neil Cross, who was is he? a Booker Prize-nominated novelist and the creator and writer of the of every episode of Luther. Oh, mm. oh not next Luther. No. no. Writing just a single episode each is Steve Thompson, who previously wrote The Curse of the Black Spot. It wasn't his fault. And Neil Gaiman, <laughs> who has also written one or two notable things in his time. Oh, yeah. On the whole, that sounds rather promising. It does. It does. Mm. So, yeah. I haven't watched any of Luther. No, have I? But least, it's uh, well regarded. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Matt Smith appeared in the first season as a, a secondary character, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, was that Luther? I think that was Luther. Oh, OK. Yeah, I could be was... mistaken. I'm uh, you're to getting remember. that muddled up with Diary of a cool girl. No, <laughs> he was no, in that no, too. He was in that too. <laughs> yeah. What, Matt Smith in Diary of a Cool Girl? He yeah. was. Shagged yes. Billy Piper. Yeah, he did. Mm. I'm waiting. I'm still great waiting. friends are ever since. <laughs> I am still waiting for the fan videos to, uh, <laughs> yeah, the slash fan video to come out. <laughs> yeah, actually worked with her before, hadn't he, in the, uh, Ruby yes, in the uh, Mist. Ruby yes. in the Smoke. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Doctor Who Christmas episode on Christmas Day Shocker. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Some two months ahead of their usual scheduling announcement window, the BBC have confirmed that this year's Doctor Who Christmas special will indeed be broadcast on Christmas Day. The yep. time is still a mystery, but we wouldn't expect particularly great odds at your local bookie for some time around the 7pm slot. Mm. Quite why the BBC have announced this so early is unclear, but it's a fair bet that ITV schedulers, and everybody else for that matter, have already assumed the date and time anyway. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. it been yeah. the same since 
2005. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's becoming Morecambe and Wise-like in its predictability. <laughs> there's, there's one website that already has a countdown to Christmas Day. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I think, it's yeah, standing no, about 67. telling me. 67, 67 days. till Christmas? Sod off. <laughs> <laughs> At the time of recording, it's 67 days. I haven't bought one Christmas present yet. Neither have I. When the I? kids were little, yeah. I'd finished by you, now. You've done it all wow. by now. Yeah. yeah. Now they get nothing. <laughs> Community Back to the Naughty Room Beleaguered US comedy series and originator of the show within a show Doctor Who tribute Inspector Space Time has again been put on an indefinite broadcast hiatus by NBC Ooh. An NBC press release stated that they wish to concentrate on their Monday to Wednesday lineup and so are holding back on broadcasting community, along with fellow comedy Whitney, in their planned Friday night slot. Mm. Specifically, they said... Without having to launch these comedies on Friday at this time, we can keep our promotion focused in earlier in the week. Plus, we will have to make both comedies in our back pocket if we need to make any schedule changes on those nights. When we have a better idea of viewing patterns in the next few weeks, we will announce new season premieres of Whitney in a bathtub and community. <laughs> if that means community might return on a day other than Friday, it might just end up for the best. Certainly after their long hiatus, partway through the previous season, they came back with stronger viewing figures than before. Maybe, just maybe, NBC does have community's best interests at heart. Well, I don't know, mm. if you're in the back pocket in case they change yeah. the schedule that doesn't suggest I've, they're overly confident well as i you. said they they well. they sacked dan harman who was, yes. who's the creator and one of the main writers and the really? driving force for it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's i think it's a case of they don't quite understand what they've got there again like like the firefly yeah yeah and it's quite interesting <laughs> i know it's that it was fox but it's quite interesting there is a very tongue in cheek advert out on youtube done by the community cast oh, okay. explaining why it didn't premiere on October the 19th. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, there, there are various things that are going on in the background, people hide, holding up various signs, a few things written backwards. And uh, <laughs> mm, We'll see. If it's other than Friday, yeah, yeah, Friday it might is, be better. But... Friday is the legendary death slot. Yeah, mm, yeah. Friday evenings. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be on yeah. Thursday. It's notorious, that is. Yeah. Mm. Talking of Sony, who produce community, Sony sci-fi films bumped. Sony Studios has pushed back two upcoming sci-fi films, Elysium by District 9's Neil Oblomkamp and the new Robocop remake. Elysium goes back from March 2013 to August 2013, whereas Robocop takes a more substantial hit from August 2013 to February 2014. Sony haven't said why. Elysium is set in a dystopian future where the wealthy live on a pristine space station called Elysium and the rest of humanity live below on an overpopulated ruined Earth. But don't worry, Matt Damon is going to sort it out. Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> and uh, Robocop doesn't need to be yeah, explained it's, at all. It's quite interesting because I've seen quite a few shots, preliminary shots of Robocop, especially mm. the new Robocop costume. Yeah, yeah, new yeah. outfit, yeah. yeah. And people are complaining about it and maybe that's part of the reason it's been bumped mm. back mm. so much. Maybe they plan to tweak it a bit. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. But yeah, that's uh, not good news. There we go. There again, it might just be delaying the inevitable if Robocop's going to be as bad as I predict it will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. An, an addendum? Um, I have two. Excuse me. Oh, sorry, said, you. Oh, oh, I've got I'm an addendum. Ter- I'm sorry. It's all I'm about you. Go with it? your ad- I I'm don't sorry. care. You've got no. an addendum, my darling wife. Men are speaking. I wish to talk about my addendum. Yeah, dick. 
Sorry. Beloved. No, light no, of my life. Center of my no, universe. No, no. The floor is yours. Don't want it now. We'll pack it up and we'll take it home. Okay. <laughs> um, Doctor Who writer Paul yep. Cornell has become a father. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. How did that happen? Well, <laughs> it was about time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, of course, not just him. Yeah. His his wife was involved oh, as well. Uh, <laughs> she was there. <laughs> yeah, she was there. Um, they've had a little boy called Thomas. Ah. So yeah. congratulations, congratulations to both of you. Yes. Congratulations. Yep. Yep. Go Any on, then. more addendums? Uh, I, 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 can, I, can I do yeah, my Yeah, you can speak now. I have two addendums. Two. Count them too. <laughs> One, it's uh, I think we've mentioned I've mentioned this briefly before, but if mm. we can go to the Blaster website, which is right. part of the Sci-Fi Channel, yeah, they have a collection. Siffy. Sorry, Siffy. They have a collection of sci-fi rings, engagement rings, that you can Ooh. get and Ooh. obtain. Oh, for okay, yeah. I want the one where one says, I love you, and the other says, I know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you I can quite... have the I love you one, I'll have the I know <laughs> Yeah, one. I thought that it would be. Uh, I quite like the uh, Stargate engagement ring. It's a, it is a little Stargate, complete with mm. chevrons. Stargate <laughs> silver, the chevrons are in gold. Okay. Ooh, for your yeah. very own wormhole. Yes, yes. You're wearing a wormhole. So. <laughs> I like the TARDIS ones as well. Oh, the TARDIS ones are good, yeah. And my second addendum... Yeah, speaking of, yeah, speaking of sci-fi rings... Oh, <laughs> my second addendum... <laughs> Bowerman <laughs> has done it again. Yes. He, so, he has invaded another franchise. <laughs> you say Benson, yes, I'm Recently, Recently, we've had uh, a Star Trek convention over in England called The Captains, which okay. has the main featuring point of it is it has every series captain on there. You've got uh, William Shatner, Patrick Stewart, Avery Books, um, Kate Mulgrew, Kate Mulgrew, and Scott Baluka. Bacula, sorry, Bacula, and that was the main driving force. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have gone, but it was hideously expensive. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Where's Pike? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great interviewer. Um, they, they opened the floor to the questions, and uh, one of the questions were put to them is, "What is the most embarrassing thing a fan has asked you to do?" Take, <laughs> take his wig off. Uh, Shatner's example was to sign someone's left breast. Apparently, the okay. woman plopped it out for him to sign, and he obliged <laughs> being plopped the it out. Plopped, plopped it out. I mean, he obliged being the natural courteous captain that he it is. Would be Lecher. rude mm. not to. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. would have been. It would have been. This is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and then this question finally got down to Scott Bakula, hmm? and he said that he hasn't actually been a captain all that long compared with the rest of them so he so he has had no embarrassing things that a fan has asked him to do Uh Uh at this point (laughs) at this point the host a mr john barrowman (laughs) dropped his trousers so scott bacula could sign his left buttock uh-huh. He could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> he, he showed Shatner the moon. <laughs> he did. Yes. He did. He has mooned the entire. So he dropped Trow in front of Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> he has mooned <laughs> the entire Star Trek canon. He's mooned everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what did Scott Bakula put the pen after? He'd... <laughs> <laughs> I think he got sterilised. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the full stop. Stab. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there is actual footage. Photoed footage. On, or photographic evidence online somewhere. Footage, as it were. I'm not sure if it's footage, but photographic <laughs> evidence. Any more news? Any more addendums? No. Not after that. Okay. No. 
Yeah, mind you, I imagine in the next month or so there'll be an auction for a pen. <laughs> <laughs> seen parts of John Barrowman that have never been seen. Well, have, have been, been, been seen, seen everywhere before. before. <laughs> right, well, as you, as you all know, we're now in the mid-season hiatus. Yep. So mm. we were sitting down thinking, what the hell can we talk about? So we decided to chat to you about the Doctor Who episodes that were broadcast on or as close to the day we were born. Some of us then promptly forgot to watch the episode (laughs) in question, so won't be contributing to this discussion. Some of us didn't even bother turning up. You know, all this, oh, I've got got to work, it's too foggy. She basically (laughs) forgot to watch An Unearthly Child. But Adam and Andy have been very, very good and have watched their episodes. Adam's is... Planet of the Spiders. Andy's is... The Reign of Terror. How are we spelling rain? R-E-I-G-N. Oh, that sort of rain. Not, not pitter-patter. Not pitter-patter. <laughs> not acid rain. Acid rain. Yeah. That's early on. That, that would be quite terrifying. Mm. It would have me running through the streets going... Rah! You are not allowed to talk because you forgot to watch An Unearthly no, Child I, I, as well. And don't, don't look at me like that because it wasn't far off. <laughs> it was Planet of the Giants, I'll have you know. Mm, Which yes. I think you'll find, is that still a William Hartnell? It is still a William still Hartnell. with Barbara and Ian? <laughs> it's, it's the first yeah. one of the second season. So still with the initial crew. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Go on then, Adam. Talk. Okay, I, we should say that this is somewhat inspired by our friend Michael from Tin Dog Podcast. Oh, yeah. He's oh, got Tindin. a new book out. Mm, yes. yes, he has. Yes, so plug, 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 plug. We might talk to him about it a bit later, mm-hmm. hopefully. But for now, though, plans of the spiders. Now we've got to make this quick, of course. But uh, I'm thinking, how does this sum me up? Plans <laughs> of the spiders. He's eight-legged and creepy. It, it was Ooh. broadcast. Two days after my birth, the first episode, two days after my birthday. So, would have been the first story I could have seen. I doubt you'd have taken it in, because mm. your eyes weren't quite focusing at that point. No, no, probably not, <laughs> but... Uh, I, could no... have made, I could have made a comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's rude to his mum. <laughs> I have no particular fear of spiders, so that doesn't really work. I don't believe in the spiritual stuff and all this psychic <laughs> shenanigans going on. Shenanigans. shenanigans? Shenanigans. Good mm. word. I've never piloted a hovercraft. Not yet, anyway. You haven't? Mm. No. Missed out there. Or even one of those little uh, mini helicopter things. Yeah. No. We know what to get him for Christmas. What, yeah. what about a flying car? Have you piloted a flying yes, car? Yes, you yeah. did. Yeah, I did. Two yeah. weeks ago, remember? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We had that problem with Gatwick Air Traffic uh, Control. Yeah. 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 Missiles. You still owe me 50 down. quid to keep that out of the paper, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. But, on the plus side, it had Gareth Hunt in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have to do the hand gesture. <laughs> no. It's just moments like this we need television. Yes. We need um, yes, yes, video podcast. You've yeah. picked your nose twice already. And we don't want people to see that. <laughs> That's where I've been scratching. <laughs> but singing back on this one, it's actually more seminal than I thought for my life. Oh, yeah. Because my first Doctor Who book I bought was an old hardback copy, which is X Library of Plant of the Spiders. Ooh. Deliberately? or No, I, didn't. Oh. I must have been. First book of Doctor Book I ever owned. I didn't know what my birth story was, mm-hmm. uh, and Spooky, I bought that. And you don't believe yeah, in all yeah. this psychic mumbo jumbo <laughs> shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah, yeah. And I bought this at a little jumble sale at my old playgroup. 
only a few years after I left it. Aww. And that playgroup is where I met my oldest friend, Ian, <gasps> who was the one who really got me into Doctor Who. Oh, this is getting Ooh. creepy. Yeah. It's, all, it's all nicking, nicking it's together. Going back into synchronicity. Teach you to mock shenanigans. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> shenanigans. And of course... The final Pertwee story, and what do we now have? But the head of Pertwee looking exactly. after us. This, yeah. um, this is getting beyond um, creepy now. What? <laughs> That's, That's not, not the, the head, head of, of Pertwee. No. <laughs> what the earth has happened? <laughs> oh. Has someone let a Vashti Narada in the room? Yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah that, that is worrying. Uh, he's been rendered down. He's a Just, skull he's of Pertwee. And for some reason his hair has gone black. <laughs> <laughs> it scared him so much it scared him back black. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> slightly less healthy version of Matt Smith. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly the chin. Yeah. And the I don't know, from here and with my eyesight, it does look like he's wearing shades, so it could be Matt mm. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're here, yeah. and he's here, yeah. we should say hello to the skeletal head of Pertwee. Yeah. Yep. Hello, hello, skeletal head of Pertwee. Hello. Oh, oh, she's oh no, no, she's gone. Oh. She's not there anymore. She's Haven't you pieced her back together yet? Well, she's a actually, a pile you, of ashes at the moment. Uh, actually, if you look upstairs in his bedroom, there's a small urn. Yeah. Mm. Hello, urn Hello, Graham. Hello, Dangerous Churchill. Fascist Spock. Dangerous Churchill. Yeah, we've said him. Oh, sorry. Mm. Defo. <laughs> and various mm. plastic assortments. Yep. Yeah. Are the yeah. um, plastic Amy's going in the urn of Amy? They should do, shouldn't they? They, they really should. should. Should be rendered down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could form the seal around the lid. Yeah. Do they mm. blend? Soon find out. <laughs> anyway, Planet of the Spiders. Yeah. So, beginning of Nero for me. End of an era for Pertwee. Yeah. yeah. And Barrelettes and Terrence Dicks. This is beginning yeah. of an era for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was born. Born it was the epoch of Adam. <laughs> it is the beginning of a new age. <laughs> well, Quite. The beginning of the age of Purcell. <laughs> Purcellius. <laughs> B-A-J-P and now it's A-J-P <laughs> <laughs> anyone on this side of this conversation getting very messianic well, also yeah also which is quite spooky mm. we're coming out on or thereabouts Halloween yes. with all the yeah. superstitions that mm. it involves yeah. Yeah. Adam was born in 1974 yeah. and Gilbo was born in 1987 that's 13 years Ooh. which is unlucky oh, a superstition there <laughs> yeah. do you want cor- tenuous links how about <laughs> that one it certainly was for Carbold Grunhilda mm, yes. yeah. Yeah, very much mm. so we've got a sneak preview of the new book oh yes mm-hmm. uh, who's Plug, 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 plug. And apparently plug, I share a birthday with Paul Darrow. Ooh. Oh. Paul Darrow's only... Not in the actual <laughs> year. <laughs> no, he's, no. he's 1941. So, oh, 71, is he? That makes him yeah. very old. Mm, Same yeah. date. Wow. But 2nd of May. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. Who and else do you share a birthday with? A lot of people I don't recognise. Oh. Peggy Mount. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Very famous yes. stage actress. Also been in Doctor Who. Okay, 1916. She was in Survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? She must be dead by now. Which I mean, no, uh, it wasn't Survival. Psychic Circus. Psych- uh, Psychic great show in the galaxy. Yeah. Show in the galaxy. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Ray Barrett. No. Never in no. Peter Dean. EastEnders. Hey. Oh, really? Ooh, okay. Did you see? Uh, no. Yeah, what about no. Ben? He's in prison. Uh, uh, he's he's murdering. Yeah, murdering Heather. 
Oh, that's enough. <laughs> no. He played Pete Beale in EastEnders. Mm, he was yes. in it in the opening episode for about 15 years and then he got killed in a car crash with his girlfriend on the M25, but nobody saw it happen because he'd already left. <laughs> Finished? Yep. And he also appeared in a blue movie. Yeah, but, you know, you really didn't want to watch that one. No. Really? <laughs> he called everyone Treacle. 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 Want some bananas? Treacle. 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 How can you order an orange juice with no bits, <laughs> shaken but not stirred? stirred? It's not quite the same. It's not going to get women falling into bed with you. I don't know. Champagne, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I would, but it would make me puke and fall down. And, and, I on. find that so sexy. My boudoir is this way. <laughs> I, let's be honest. He doesn't want women to fall into bed with him. It's just want, one, oh, one, it's just one, one particular yeah. oh, woman. Sorry, I thought, you, I thought you were outing him on air. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. No, no. He wants... I was quite hurt that as one of your oldest friends you never mentioned. No, it... I know many people I could set you up with. It's one particular woman who no longer mm, whose cardboard yes. film no longer stands in no the corner. No graces this lounge. Yes. No. Well, he had his chance before he burned her. <laughs> oh, you mean the real, the real oh. one? The re... God, I have touched her. <laughs> no, dude, dude, please, Keith, you're forty. Don't use the word dude ever again. I expect we should move on somebody else. Rapidly. <laughs> rapidly. Moving rapidly on. Andrew. Yes. What was, you, what was your episode? My episode was The Reign of Terror. So that was oh. 1958? Well, <laughs> it was... Well, let's just say it was in black and white. Yes. Come on, tell us a year. Tell us a year. We'll just look it up if you don't. No, yeah. 1964. Oh, you're quite old as well then. <laughs> Can't you tell by looking at him? <laughs> I'm not that big. I think, I think to, no, no, no. To repeat it, repeat him yeah, slightly. Yeah. To, he was born between the interseason gap. Well, that makes no difference. He's still really old. <laughs> so, oh God, is he old? He's older than you. Yeah, just by a couple Only of months. months yeah. Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> so. Tell us about the Reign of Terror. The Reign of Terror, And how it relates to you. Blimey. (laughs) I think the title says it all, really. (laughs) Yes, the Year of Terror. No, no, I say the Reign of Terror. It's a proverbial William Hartnell episode, yes. A proverbial? Um, The occupants of the TARDIS find themselves going back to the the French Revolution and Madame Guillotine. Coincidentally, oh. the head of Pertwee has no body. The head of Pertwee has no head at the moment. <laughs> well, no flesh. Mm. I'd say he's been sold for glue. <laughs> it involves Barbara and Susan being captured, you know, recaptured, you know, sort of being freed, recaptured, you know, sort of lots of running around. A typical Doctor Who episode, I think. Yay. Mm. Do you mm. see anything of yourself in this episode? Did it lay the foundation work for that unusual little poppet we know as Crumbly. Poppet? <laughs> Add French accents. <laughs> well, yes, yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Ba- bad accents, yes. Well, a lot of people... Well, yes, my father-in-law thought I was from yes, well, from the, the Middle East anyway, so it was the first time he saw me. So, yeah, but, so, <laughs> really? 
with the surname like Simkins. You were wearing the tea towel thingy again, No, because of my dark, almost Gallic appearance. Dark, almost Gallic appearance? Allegedly. Allegedly, Fake Keith is now peering at Crumbly without her glasses. Ah, <laughs> mm, spray on him. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, well, as it's in black and white, I mean, I tend to see the world in black and white anyway. He does. <laughs> no shades of grey. No, fifty shades of grey. <laughs> <laughs> and hence we get to the marriage. <laughs> yes, there's, been shade. there's been lots of cells of duct tape and. Uh, <laughs> 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 if I can't say do No, this is why I stopped myself saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, episodes four and five, um, the production stills. Once, one thing that did make me laugh was, I mean, well, they took stills, production stills and scenes from earlier episodes, and the only thing that moved in those two episodes was the door as it was opening and closing to let various characters in. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking missing episode then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I hear they are actually going to be doing a animated version, yeah, ca- cartoon animation for the missing yes. episodes. Yes, so. and I can get very animated at times. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Wave well, your was... arms around. Go on. Yep. See. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of people have called me that in the past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most often don't work. Mm, (laughs) what's your middle name paul damn so not william then no oh well (laughs) i thought of a tenuous link oh go on yes go on your middle name's paul yeah billy piper's middle name's paul billy is what william hartnell was known as there's a tenuous link (laughs) okay (laughs) sorry that was just genius and you just mocked it Right, who's next? We didn't watch it. Well, I, I, I've read up. Well, I was born. Really? Yes. Mm. <laughs> no, you were. That's was, a very early age, was, yes. Yes, there was a <laughs> reputation that perhaps I was found or constructed, but no, I was born Spawned. in the... Plucked <laughs> screaming <laughs> from the womb of a she-devil. It, it, it was marked by uh, thunderbolts and, you know, stock market crashes and, mm. and You were born in 1929? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I yes, was born sir. between the season gaps, so like, like Crumbly, it was... Pi- um, Reign of Terror or Planet of the Giants. Ooh. And I, I went for Planet of the Giants. Because yeah. it matches your ego. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I'm a giant of a man. Oh. <laughs> Actually, guys. <laughs> that big, eh? <laughs> well, let's uh, say, it's, uh, the story is, it's, it's the first time they've arrived back on Earth in the correct uh, time period. They spent a year trying to get back there. Okay. okay there, there's one, one small problem is there's a, by a small accident there in scale, they are teeny weeny tiny small. And before you say that suits another part of my video, <laughs> <laughs> Are they eaten by a dog? No, no, they are. They are not. Yeah. Eaten by almo- a very small dog. Yeah. They are almost eaten by a cat. Okay, almost by a cat. It was rather unusual by the fact that it was sort of an ecological tale, almost sort of ten years before it became fashionable. Yeah, because it, Green Death. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Before um, mm. it was all about insecticides and ah. it was too strong and it was mm. wiping out all the insects. But you had a ruthless businessman who didn't care and was only looking for profit. Yeah. Unfortunately, our heroes are tiny small as previously said and couldn't actually affect anything but they try desperately 
Okay. And it just shows their, their dealings with reacting with stuff, everyday stuff, but it's, it's far out of proportion to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Land of the Giants. Land of the Giants. Mm. I th- I'm so Land of Giants was uh, 65, 67, I think. I, probably after, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a, lot, a, lot a, a lot after. And I'm reminded of the film The Incredible Shrinking Man. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's probably yeah, a take on that. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's an inspiration for that. movies yes. Yeah, but yeah, it's... It's a mixed match affair because um, the two stories hardly ever cross over and they're all nicely self-contained. OK, well, because it have to be because the difficulty of doing two scales. Yeah. Well, mm. what, what with the Doctor and co, they're trying to alert the authorities to what's going on because one of the, one of the uh, original scientists realised that uh, his potion's too, sh- uh, too strong but the businessman shoots him and kills him when he tries to uh, blow the whistle. Oh, it happens all the time. It happens all the time, but... The thing is, uh, we have asides with uh, a telephone telephonist reporting this to the uh, police. So it didn't really need the doctor's involvement in it. <laughs> it would have solved itself anyway. Yeah, OK, yeah. And what, this went back in the TARDIS and they're OK? They, they, well, I think, uh, I think it was Barbara, if I remember rightly, became infected with this insecticide, so they had to get her back to the TARDIS as soon as possible. Before her hair fell out. Before her hair fell out. Mm. It's, uh, there's quite a few interesting points where she's constantly trying to tell people that she thinks she's infected but she always gets uh cut off interrupted or people are doing something else so she doesn't get the chance to tell people <laughs> does this reflect your life um, <laughs> sometimes yeah i don't get still to... talking what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is also interesting to note on this one it's the first one of the second season yeah. so we've had the doctor has his personality has been retooled he's much more affable and friendly and uh, okay well that was happening that was happening over the... it, yeah it's it, but it's more noticeable in this uh, one okay. within the season gap they've retooled the doctor's yeah, personality okay. quite a bit so he's more of the character that we're used to these days he's more avuncular yes yes, yes. yes. there was quite a few good set constructions i giant ants flood dead fl- admittedly most of them are dead Hence the tale of the story. Yes. But you had uh, uh, ants, flies, worms. The only thing that really lets it down is they have to face off against a giant cat. And it's obviously back screened or projected, you know. And, of course, trying to get a cat to act. (laughs) (laughs) Not the easiest thing. Not the easiest thing, no. No, no. As a reflection of my life, I like to think that, yes, I am... Avuncular and uh, the happy, <laughs> jolly doctor rather than the previous season's grumpy, grotty old man. That's that's me to a T. Happy, jolly outlook on life. You're rolling your eyes there, oh, I can no, tell. No, 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 it's just, you know, tired eyes. <laughs> to roll them. And you don't go up against giant cats. I don't, I don't do giant cats. No, because your cats all beat the snot out of you when they were kittens. <laughs> you had to have a bandage on your hand. There were so many tiny scratches it's on it. It's not my fault she broke the back of my head. <laughs> Mine was the Space Pirates. Oh, oh okay. I was yeah, born yeah. between episodes four and five. Oh. And it was Second Doctor with Jamie and Zoe. And so there's mm. the first spooky link with my life. Jamie, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Con- construct number two. Who do you know is called Zoe? No one. <laughs> um, the Space Pirates, which I've never seen. Um, is basically about the gang landing on a space beacon in Earth's future, just it's about to be attacked by, by pirates. Avasti lovers. Exactly. <laughs> Um, one interesting point, which is a bit of a tenuous link to my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, When Doctor Who went from, oh, yeah, I'll watch that, to, I must watch that. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't live without seeing it. 
John Nathan Turner had his first job with the BBC on this episode oh. as an uncredited floor assistant. Oh. Mm. I think it hasn't got another connection. What's that? Mm. Well, well, your your ancestry. We we we've discovered that there is. <laughs> yeah, don't know. No, we've discovered that there's a lot of Viking in your ancestry. When and, did Vikings and, 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 go bear, into bear, space? Bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> Pirates in the couple of centuries later would be the equivalent of the Vikings, always landing there, raping and pillaging and burning the cattle and, and things like that. Which <laughs> we which were is, cooking the cattle. <laughs> well, as, raping the cattle. As, 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 as has been discussed, you, the, your uh, brand of Vikings would. Come over, eat the women, burn the buildings, and rape, rape the, the cattle. cattle. Yes. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> I went out of my way to join in. <laughs> and this is the thanks I get. At least I wasn't born when William Hartnell was born. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> love you. I only just made Patrick Troughton. <laughs> my mother had kept her legs crossed for a while. I may have, I may have yeah. been a John Pertley baby. Clearly, yeah. So, the first three doctors. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Represented yep. here. Got them covered. Maybe now would be a good time to talk to the author of Astrology, who inspired this segment, hosted the Tyndall podcast. I'm sure I saw him hiding around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there he is, sneaking around. Catch him quick. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Hello Michael. Or Tinny. Hello, thank you for having me. See, I was always brought up to be polite. What godforsaken, ridiculous reason did you have for taking on this project? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me see. It seemed like a good idea at the time, a bit like most things in life. It kind of seemed like a good idea, sort of. The original Hoostrology was just, you know, the original, well, at the time, 200 stories. And what I did was I worked out what happened, and I was kind of sarcastic about each one. I did most of it just off the top of my head. And then I approached David J. Howe over at Telos and he came back and he went, you know what this needs? This needs to be more like a diary, to be more like a, an almanac. And he came back and then we had other ideas about the Chinese version of Hoostrology and it really kind of developed from there. I mean, the whole thing originated by just conversations I would have with my old mate Andy because every Doctor Who fan likes to know what's on when they were born. I mean, I'm, I was born just in time for episode two of Sea Devils. He was born, I think, just about the time of Tomb of the Cybermen. And so it kind of evolved from there. Once David said, can you do 365 different readings? And and I realised it was 366. I then hit Excel. Oh, God, yeah. And I correlated every single date, every single reading of every single episode of Doctor Who, because it wasn't just every story. It was every episode of every story. It had gone from just kind of vaguely remembering 200 bits of sarcasm to throwing myself into 788 bits of television. Well, it was a monumental task, but, you know, someone had to do it. Why do it to yourself, man? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was hardly a hardship, was it? You have to sit through every single episode of Doctor Who ever. Come on, we've all tried it, mostly. Yes, some of them don't exist anymore, so I had to track down some retcons and some of those lovely BBC audios and do a bit of research. But, you know, I'm a podcaster. Some of us do some research. Actually, that's a lie. Most of us don't do any research. Don't listen to it, listeners. None of us do any research. We all talk off the top of our head and hope no one notices. I was working on a novel at the time. And then, um, construct number one, or my construct, you know what I mean, we had a child and... In between feeds, I had a chance to catch up on some old Doctor Whos. So I hit the DVDs and the CDs and 
just kind of started making notes about every single story and every single episode. It took a few years to get through everything, because, you know, real life gets in the way, but I just kept going. Hardly a hardship, really. Where do you get the inspiration for each of your podcasts from? The inspiration for podcasts, well, to be honest, I kind of get grumpy if I'm not doing it. But I kind of just go with whatever's coming out in the near future, DVD-wise, or I kind of just give some gut reactions to big finish stuff. I carry around a notebook, and whenever I've listened to something or read something or watched something, I just make a few scribbled notes, and then I sort of sit down and go for it. It's weird having a podcast by yourself, because there's no one to bounce off. I guess that's why the podcasts are so short. I haven't got someone going, no, you're completely wrong. I guess that's the listener's job. But inspiration-wise, I just like doing it. If I didn't like doing it, I'd probably stop. But I get such great feedback from everyone, and I've met such nice people. I might as well just keep going. I mean, this year I've been nominated for a European Podcast Award, which is kind of nice. So some people out there must like what I do. Will you take real Keith away and dispose of him quietly? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a doggy there. I'm really sorry, but I can't actually take real Keith away and dispose of him quietly or even noisily. I think there's some sort of council regulations where I live that would forbid that kind of thing. I would suggest some sort of hazmat team. Or you could ask the head of Pertwee for some mystical advice. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Research. This is that last last time. Remember the, the <laughs> little crisis you had over in the pool. <laughs> it's becoming a pattern, you pervert. Research. How mm. difficult did you find it to research this book? Mm. Considering some of the episodes don't exist anymore, and I think and there are a few days I believe so which what? had pretty much nothing happening. Yeah, yeah, until. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that became a bit of an issue. Like I said, I'd hit Excel and I started writing down when episodes were on, and some days were fantastic. They had Horns of the Nymon and well, all sorts of different things appearing, stuff you could really rip into and take the mick out of. But then there were dates in the middle of the summer when Doctor Who, apart from in the early years, just wasn't on. It was at that point, after chatting with David again, that he suggested we incorporate the birthdays of famous Doctor Who people. Well, I'd opened up a whole new kettle of fish and a massive amount of research again. I had to work out who these people were. After all, I'm no Toby Haydock. I don't know every actor's by name and I don't know what they've been in. And a lot of people weren't actors. They were writers or musicians. But I did track down as many people as I could from the old and new series. I wanted to make this as in-depth as I could manage, thus making it as future-proof as I could manage. So, with those added to the Excel document and a lot more research, I started filling it in. Most days had somebody on. Most days had a birthday or one story that I could combine and make into something vaguely humorous. Yeah, vaguely humorous is the best way to go. And then I took it from there. That's interesting. (laughs) Which is the most interesting day of the calendar and which is the least interesting? Well, it's easiest to answer the least interesting one first. It's actually listed in the book as the least interesting Doctor Who day. I think it's October the 2nd. It's the day before Sidney Newman dragged Warris Hussein and Verity Lambert into a Chinese restaurant and gave them a good talking to and said, could you go away and do it again and do it better this time? Because Doctor Who is very important and I love it and everyone else will. And your first pilot just wasn't very good. So it's the day before that happened. So on this day in history, October the 2nd, a Doctor Who reading is basically somebody books a Chinese restaurant. 
that is the single most obscure astrology reading. But the most interesting, well, the one with the most episodes happening, well, it's got to be Christmas Day. All sorts is going on on that date, and it's just ridiculous. Let me see, I've got that one in front of me here. December the 25th, episode shown this day, The Daleks, Master Plan, Episode 7, The Christmas Invasion, Voyage of the Damned, The Next Doctor, The End of Time and A Christmas Carol. Birthdays, Edward Burnham, 1916, and Georgia Moffat, 1984. The reading, Beware of Flying Shark. A familiar place may be so polluted you don't recognise it. So raise a drink to your friends. You have an uncontrollable need to spend the entirety of Christmas Day in your pyjamas. So take a deep breath and be thankful for the gift of fruit. Be sure to give someone a hand, and we should be so lucky, 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 to avoid insurance fraud, as it is so passé as it might take a giant king to show you who you really are. Make sure today isn't just about resurrection and overeating, as the end is filled with images of family long gone. A new beginning is so very close. Yeah, which which one give you gave you most joy? Did you chuckle <laughs> over? <laughs> and the one that gives me the most joy? Well, it's the little ones. It's the ones with just one episode appearing on the day. But the best ones by far are the ones with two episodes that have nothing whatsoever to do with each other, producing a rather nice little astrology reading. But a year after editing the book, it was sent back for me to proofread and do some more editions because more episodes had been on. And I must admit, reading back through it, I did chortle from time to time. Because it isn't just readings, I've got through each and every of the 12 star signs and done those. As well as that, I've created a year of for every single year since Doctor Who came on. So that's 50, well, 51 readings of the Chinese calendar. And it's all here. It's all in this book. And they made me chortle quite a bit. I mean, for example, 2012, the year of the slow invasion and the sound of four... Your voice can now be heard for the first time in an age. Despite the best marriage guidance, you may be losing close friends. However, there is still time to visit a Wild West theme park and ride a dinosaur. A voice from the asylum is calling to you, as you think you have the power to make a souffle without eggs or flour. What is the chemical symbol, <laughs> or the chemical formula, for ethyl trioxide? <laughs> ethyl trioxide. Who's she? Hmm. She lives up the road. Ah. <laughs> I thought it would be anactonium, but there you go. I have absolutely no idea what the chemical formula for that is. Right, I'm sure this is coming to an end, so I'll just say that if anyone wants to know anything about astrology, plug, the plug, book, plug. just plug, visit plug, Amazon plug. or Telos or www.whoastrology, or one word, .com. And everything's there. You can order it left, right and centre, practically anywhere. Thanks very much for having me, and thank you very, very much for podcasting. You do such a brilliant job, and you make it sound easy. I know how much work goes into these things. So anyway, keep the blue light flashing, and, uh, well, be seeing you. Thank you, Michael. Good luck yes. with the book. Yes. Oh, yes. Good luck. Yes. Thank you, Michael. Some of us have been watching television, haven't we? Mm. Mm. It's a Namely, a red dwarf. <laughs> Two episodes Two of episodes. Red Dwarf. Yes. Mm. 
Which two mind. are they? We have the one where Lister is his own father. Yep. Which we already knew, but he gets to talk Fathers to his own father. Fathers and sons. Yep. yep. Sons is S-U-N-S. Mm, yes. Yeah. And the one where they meet Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, they did. They met a Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did love Fathers and Sons. Yeah, it I did very, too. It was yeah. a very funny one. <laughs> sort of, certainly uh, back to Red Dwarf at its height. Yeah, I think that amazed me most is it's not a new idea. We've known for a while yeah. that he was his own father. Mm-hmm. But it's the first time they've really addressed it. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a really clever idea. The way he talks to himself on a videotape, on the videotape, and got so drunk he'd forgotten what he said. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very funnily done as well. Yeah, and how he keeps avoiding going to the dentist. Yeah. Oh, and yes, we have all the uh, Chinese whispers. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, it, besides the new computer, it was literally just the cast. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. As I said, it was virtually a first season. It was, yeah, an early one. The first two episodes, you had a Rimmer story, now you had a Lister story. Yeah. The third one isn't, is more than a somber one, but I like the fact they are concentrating on characters for individual stories yeah, like that. Yeah, Worked well. I say, yeah, my, my, my favourite part is the video messages. Oh, where he um, mm. yeah. tells himself to go off and get yeah. his tooth done and enlist mm. yep. in the engineering corps and mm-hmm. then play the next video. Yeah, and, and he doesn't and goes, hop straight to the next video. And you didn't play it, did you? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, he knows himself too well. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, Flushes his own guitar oh, out of yeah. an airlock yeah. to teach He's, himself that, a lesson. Yeah. 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 Rapidly disappearing speck, you see a quarter of a light year away as your yeah. guitar. Yeah, yeah just, that was... Almost eye-wettingly funny at one, mm. at one point. <laughs> eye-wettingly? Eye-wettingly. Uh, yeah. 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 So funny you had to cry. Yes, yeah. The tears were beginning to stream. <laughs> because you know that's exactly what you would do in the same situation. You wouldn't do it, oh, you just play the next one and yeah. bang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's how well he knows himself, even yeah. when he's blind drunk. It is very clever, because it, it almost felt like it was a different character. Yeah. They were interacting one-on-one. I think it was the last, the last one where the Lister, as his dad, falling off the chair because he got himself that drunk. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what's that stuff he was drinking? Was it gelf, gelf juice or something? Like that? Yeah, mm. something like that. Looks suspiciously like BBC cold tea. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> tweaked it, was Dave cold tea, it's not mm. done by the oh, BBC. Oh, yeah. true. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, we have the, the second story, the B story, with the new computer that they bought online. Mm, pre. Yes. Pre, yeah. Pre, which, again, I th- he had the wonderful setup with Rimmer and Crichton setting the parameters. How do you think she oh, should yeah. look, sir? Mm. Oh, blonde, oh, but, but yeah. I don't really care. I'm not really bothered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, all the way him giving explicit instructions, but couldn't really be bothered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's rather odd, because what they came up with in the end looked nothing like what Liberal no. Rimmer had actually said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She wanted blonde, she wasn't blonde. Mm-hmm. Busty, she had no well, body. They, 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 did say, they did say zoom in. Yeah. Mm. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did yeah. zoom in. Well, it zoomed in, but, but, but. <laughs> and again. Uh, I love the idea of the computer having predictive memory. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just as awful as predictive text. text. Yeah. Yes. Like the episode beforehand, it was something that was set up in the first 
couple of minutes that you didn't get the payoff until about halfway through or until the end of the episode where yeah. she repaired the corridor as if you would have repaired mm. the corridor. Yeah. Was, found it up completely. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she became quite psychotic, as computers have to do. Uh, yeah, most yeah. computers are. What was the line? Uh, thank you for ble- breathing tubes yeah, of... Mining core yeah. air. Yeah. Yeah. We hope you will mm. breathe our air again sometime in the future. Not the airlock. <laughs> yeah. And again, the, the resolution of that one is set up fairly early. Yeah. Certainly the first two episodes, you can sort of guess what's going to happen because they, they, they've gone about setting it up or yeah. making you notice certain things. It is, it's going to sound a bit unfair, but it's a bit like Doug Naylor, who's written all of these, has gone back to comedy school. Yeah. Mm. Compared to, to the last <laughs> couple of seasons where and, yeah. they didn't have this sort of set up and payoff so much. It was more repetitive gags. Yeah. yeah. Whereas here we're getting back to pretty classic it's, sort of yeah, comedy with, with the last, Yeah, with the last ones, you had to be in the know yeah. for the gag yeah. to make sense. But this one, as I said, it's all virtually self-contained in the episode. So, a yeah. couple of times, it's probably sledgehammered home. But yeah. it's still... Yeah, it's Red Dwarf. Though, yeah, it's Red Dwarf. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Second episode. Lemons. I, I didn't just... find this as funny, but it was still good. Don't yeah. get me wrong, it's still good. This one's been my favourite of the season oh, so really? far. Oh, really? I absolutely adored it. And... <laughs> was trying to work out if I was a devout Christian would there be any way I could be offended by it and I suppose some people always I'm can sure that, yeah, I'm sure people can but they, they essentially they're stranded in what was it 35 AD 29, 23, 23, yeah, 23 AD, AD. in England that the, the yeah. gag where Cat asks how old Jesus would be, and oh, yeah. Rimmer yeah. spends a ridiculous amount of time in working on calculator. his invisible calculator. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they need lemons to make a battery. Yeah. Although, when they were talking about making a battery out of potatoes or lemons, yeah. the potato mm. journey would have been a lot, a lot shorter than, yeah. than yeah. the lemon yeah. journey. Yeah, because they had to travel half the world to yeah. get for lemons. So they, they go to India to get some lemons. Yeah. Takes them six months to get there, because they have to walk, of course. <laughs> and they're sitting down outside yonder tavern, and Lister, he blasphemes. He, he says, mm. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And a voice In says, anger. Yes. and he was the stereotypical white man with long beard sandals and a and a robe jesus blonde-haired blue-eyed as jesus would not have been (laughs) completely as jesus would not have been (laughs) and the episode goes downhill from there really (laughs) but he's a bit of a northerner as well he was a bit of a northerner for (laughs) he's traveled about a lot yeah he did say he traveled yeah he had been to albion (laughs) yes he had well that is the thing i mean there was period of time when sort of not a lot was documented about Jesus's life. Well, from like they said yeah. on the episode, mm. from after he'd um, back chatted Joseph about going to the temple instead of going to school, uh, right up until he was thirty. Mm. All yeah, that's missing. Yeah. Mm. In detention for the entire time. It well, probably was. You don't back chat me, boy. No. <laughs> say, if you, if you uh, watch, uh, I don't get who your real father is. Detention. <laughs> that's like, if you watch Dogma, apparently he went off the wagon. Right, oh, yeah. did he? Yeah, for twenty-five years he went on a bender after he discovered he was the son of God. Well, it, it would take you that way, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, probably <laughs> would, yeah. But of course, as we knew, it mm. wasn't the real Jesus. No, 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 no. no. It wasn't Jesus of Nazareth, no. it was Jesus of Kidderminster or something yeah, stupid yeah, like that. <laughs> but they did give him a helping hand for the future. The cloth walled... Oh, oh, this Jesus invented bags. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 
It does, it does seem incredible they didn't have bags, man. <laughs> presumably. Was it Crichton's like, so what did people do? They dropped things. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> no, I just said, so far, I... I wasn't rating this season very highly. I didn't. I wasn't looking forward to it at all. Yeah, yeah, but so far, it has been outstanding. It's been it's very been funny. Really it's been good. Back on form. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, I'm not sure it's quite at its height. No, but it's definitely not it's, at its low. Not no, it's, 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 it's a thousand it's times there. better than Back to Earth. Yeah, which mm. is all I asked. Or the uh, or the Kuchanski years. Yeah. No, yeah, I liked the Kuchanski. I really, I wasn't I didn't a think fan the last bad. couple of seasons. I just didn't like Back to Earth. Well, no, as I say, at the moment, this is getting a definite thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. we're halfway through. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's yeah, only six mm-hmm. episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Well, as they all... were back on the early years, uh, six episodes. They're all already advertising the DVD, aren't they? Yeah, I think yes, so, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm, so sometime in November, that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I never thought I'd say this again, but I'm afraid that's going to have to be a must. <laughs> Just for the smegouts. Just for mm-hmm. the smegouts, yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah. I imagine there's plenty of them when the, um, <laughs> when the audience... Yeah. reacts wrong yeah like the um, the episodes expecting. where they've um they're in a they've gone back in time mm-hmm. and they're in the chimney in hitler's bunker oh, yeah. and he taps on the wall of course and he says, says stone and of course it's wood and yeah. the yeah. audience bursts Laugh. out laughing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> puts him off <laughs> you could tell it's studio bound oh, definitely now. in in india it was yeah. clearly studio bound but it had to be and it doesn't matter it doesn't it, it, it works it, it feels like it is it's a sitcom and it, yeah. it's right for it it works yeah. right it works whereas on in the latter seasons they would probably have filmed it outside most of that stuff oh, yeah. like that, in um westworld and yeah yeah. yeah yeah and that probably would have been a mistake mm. so i think they have gained a lot from having the audience there yeah working so. off the audience I did like the po- the bit where they got to um to India to get the lemons, <laughs> and uh, they needed copper. And Lister said, "Wasn't Britain famous for its copper?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just for a second, you <laughs> thought they were going to have to turn around and walk back again, yeah. <laughs> all the way back. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they ran out of batteries and then mm. road control. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Did you notice that was set up as well? Because Lister was it Rimmer threw aw- no Lister threw away the battery at the beginning. Yeah. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. When they were sorting through, oh, battery and threw it away. Yeah. So yeah. it's all his fault. All the IKEA or whatever it is called. Yeah. yeah. Building the shower. Shower sends <laughs> them back in time. Yeah. Oh, rejuvenation fun? shower. Yeah. 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 Felt oh. quite hitchhikery in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Having to travel halfway across the world to get some lemons. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the way um they beards are all now old man beards yeah yeah know, they're not coming through thick and brown no, it's all gray bushy and gray and, yeah. <laughs> yeah so good stuff yep watch it or die right one of you's written to us. Hey, thank you. Don't thank we, you. Don't know what we did to offend the rest of you. <laughs> this is from Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Rebecca. Uh, again, is that two yeah. times in a row? Yeah. yeah. Rebecca says first, hello yeah. to the head of Pertwee, dangerous <laughs> Churchill, sinister spot, sinister Spock. Oh, it could it's be fascist. That too. Well, it's fascist. Well, it's, being fascist is fairly sinister. This is true. It can be. And co. You yeah. notice she didn't mention Carbog Grunhild. <gasps> no. She's accepted no. that she's no. gone. <laughs> Blow your nose. 
I can't believe I neglected to hail the head of Pertwee in my first letter. How remiss of me. Just wanted to redress that and also to chip in my two pence on two subjects. Regarding the Who 7A finale, I am perfectly willing to accept or ignore any niggly plot holes and other details and simply be happy that Amy and Rory ended up plummeting from the top of... That Amy and Rory ended up surviving more or less and together. I do feel sad for Brian, but otherwise I'm okay with that as their finale, as long as that is left as their ending, unlike with Donna and Rose. Yes, well said. (laughs) Doomsday ruined. Secondly, I've been watching Red Dwarf 10, and I've been liking it so far. Although there have still been some jokes that tried too hard. (laughs) They've mostly managed to go back to the humour of the early series. The setup for the moose joke in the first episode was classic, and the argument between Lister and his video in Fathers and Sons had me laughing out loud. Lemons was a bit of a lemon for me, but overall, so far, I've been pleasantly surprised. I guess my appreciation for both of these boils down to the same thing. I care more about the characters and their characterisation than I do about plot details, possibly because my memory is so short and that I've forgotten the details that create plot holes. Thanks, Rebecca Spivey, and she's put a web address for www.rippingitdown.com and unless that's a porn site, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, even if it is. <laughs> oh dear. Thank you. Right, we have a bit of audio feedback. Oh. Who's it from? from? Oh, please tell me. Go on. Tell yeah. me it's... It's Naya. It's from Naya, yes! yes. Naya, 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 Naya. Right now, Naya's Sorry. speaking. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, Staggering Stories team. Hello. And what remains of your assorted minions. <laughs> uh, please accept this feedback in replacement for the two I sent you previously. I finally sat and listened to them, and wow, what a train wreck. <laughs> I have no idea really? why my recording program decided to not actually record half of what I said. Oh. On the other hand, most of what I said had been covered by other people, so I will make this particular version fairly short. Most of other people have picked up the fact that all the various plot problems in Angels Take Manhattan, such as why does the city that never sleeps also never notice the Statue of Liberty stomping around? <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah, you're right, fake Keith. That was cool. It was. <laughs> really, really wrong, but cool. <laughs> the paradox that bothered me that most people haven't talked about is why didn't River just go ahead and break the angel's wrist? That would have started yeah. the divergence well before all the angst and the jumping off of buildings, which 11 years later, for 30 seconds, I was not actually watching Doctor Who when I was watching two people clinging to each other falling from a New York building. <laughs> Enough said on that. But why didn't River do it? Why was River such a slave to the book? Yeah. On the other hand, what I really, really wanted for Amy and Rory was for them to end happily. And they did live happily ever after, if yes. in a wrong time period or yeah. in an inadvertent time period. People yeah. keep talking about their deaths, but they lived to yep. death. They had a long, long life together. And the more I think about it, the more I think that it was their choice to do that. Because as fans keep pointing out, well, if he couldn't go back to that year, why didn't he just wait two years and pick them up? Or if he couldn't go back to that spot, why didn't they travel somewhere else? Hmm. All I can think of, and surely this would come to Amy's mind. She's been through this. She's she's yeah. done a lot of thinking about this kind of travel. And Rory is also 
very good at, at thinking his way through things like this. Yep. So all I can think of is that Amy and Rory mutually decided that the only way they were going to have lives of their own in peace without the Doctor was to stay in the time period where they ended up. Hmm. Otherwise, we've seen that they know how to get messages through. They got the message to the doctor at the end of the book. And if they wanted to be rescued, even if it was before the interstate system, they could have said, well, pick us up in 1941 in Boise, Idaho. And they got the message through to Brian, which came out after you recorded your podcast. And I thought it was wonderful. Oh, God, yes. I, I actually teared up listening to that and watching that. I wish that it had been filmed. I thought it was a far more poignant ending. On the other hand, it is not the Brian show. And <laughs> Rory, although he was always my favorite, yeah. is not considered the main companion. No. It was to us, Naya. No, well, let's no, see the rest of the Wasted last space. podcast. I accept the challenge to tea duel. Excellent. Ah, yes. I might be a team of one, but I accept your challenge. (laughs) Excellent. On the other hand, I do not accept the responsibility of getting all of America to go watch (laughs) Judge Dredd. But don't you know them all? I really think you ought to be yelling at the marketing people because even though I personally do not go to the movie theaters anymore, I well aware of what's out there. I see it in the papers. I see the posters. I hear the ads on radio and TV. Not one peep about mm. dread yes. not mm. a single peep i had not known it was even released in america mm. until you mentioned it mm. and that's why nobody went to see it uh, nobody knew about it yes i think they wanted to bury it Quite like they ended up wanting to bury john carter which was apparently a great movie but the marketing mm. people <laughs> kind of went out of their way to make sure that it was a disaster oh, so yeah. that they wouldn't be pestered to do a sequel. <laughs> Strange. Anyway, I hope that this feedback works better, even though my voice is a little ratchety at the moment. Oh, and I look forward to hearing the next podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Oh, one other thing. One other thing. P.S. Um, The reason the Americans are making such a big deal about the difference between Mermaid Quay and Mermaid Key is we have places named Key. We have Key Largo. We have Key West. Key West, yeah. And the Keys are in Florida. The Quays are in New York. (laughs) And getting from... Battery Park to the Bronx in a heartbeat is nothing like, oh, my God, Rory's in trouble in Mermaid Key. And, oh, my God, how are they going to get to Florida? <laughs> so that is one of the reasons why we keep picking on that. It's not just a linguistic issue. But when Americans heard key, we thought of something completely different than we were supposed to think. Anyway, that's it for my voice, apparently. So take care, and I will catch up with you next podcast bye you'd you think that you, someone would have checked that yeah, yeah. you know couldn't, it's he, a dialogue. couldn't someone have asked an american in new york how it would be pronounced but there's no reason why the our characters would know that obviously uh but the doctor knows everything well you know he's british he to, effectively he's british yeah for no readily apparent mm-hmm. reason but he could go, he goes to any planet and knows all these customs and yeah that one which having had it explained to us is quite simple <laughs> he didn't know but if you told amy go to whatever quay she'd look at him what's a quay <laughs> but it's spelled you know really phonetically a qua 
an uh, an a, uh, and a yuh. Quay. Well, I would have gotten it. What? what? Um, what? I would have gotten the VR. I'd be looking at Winter Key going, I wonder if it's close to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. Thank you, Naya. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. you will be defeated oh, yes. in the tea dueling. Oh, don't go We will dunk the hell out of you. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> so is that it? I think it is. Yeah. It's a very short feedback session. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. So if you have any feedback... Please mm. write to us. Please. <laughs> Please? That was quite sad. Mm. Apart from Naya, who's wonderful. <laughs> and Rebecca, who's also wonderful. <laughs> no new doc, too, you see. That's the problem. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Please write to us at... Show. At... Staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. Ooh. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Hooray! Oh, 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 Perhaps we can cut that bit then. <laughs> well, you touched my. <laughs> <laughs> touched by a shovel. Now then, now then. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. <laughs> but never fear. In the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So, until that mellifluous melange of merriment <laughs> comes. Thank you. <laughs> Meandering down upon us. This is me, Crumbly, saying. Be seeing you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 144, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. That actually came up on Pointless. Mm. Someone gave unobtainium as an answer for a chemical. I was watching Avatar Saturday night. It's crap, isn't it? I quite enjoyed it. Weirdo. You sad, sad man. <laughs> it's because you think it's like the Smurfs, but a bit more kinky. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're blue, aren't they? Exactly. Taller Smurfette. It's harboring your urges towards Smurfette. <laughs> Wanting to entangle your tail with hers. <laughs> but they also entangle their tails with the, the birds and That's the dogs and, and all the horses. Mm-hmm. And all the other <laughs> Oh, does that mean I've got to do a shaggy voice? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a Scooby voice. Uh. <laughs> so I'm just making the claim, so I'll, I'll be Scooby, so he has to be shaggy. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only shaggy I know is the one who does all go Rolina. Well, why not do it that way? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> why not do that? Raggy! Raggy! <laughs> oh, blimey. <clears throat> this is going to screw my voice a big time. It's really. Oh, Carolina. Banama. Oh, Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo. You make me jump and prance. That's a bit racist, really. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for your middling kids, I would have got it away with it. Yes. The educated version of Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. Zoics like man, the head of Pertwee has stolen Staggering Stories podcast number 144.
Where's your Pertwee gone? Where's your Pertwee gone? Pertwee's gone. Head of Pertwee's gone. Far, far away. I've turned it off. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to save the battery. <laughs> oh, don't you? Oh, God. Oh. Pardon? <laughs> I have this visions of you lying in bed. Oh. <laughs> no, you haven't. Do you sing to it? <laughs> it used to be cardboard Grunhilde. He would cradle yeah. and rock, but now she's she's just an urn. Mm. It's nowhere near as. <sighs> of course, you did. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've just come out on a podcast. You're not allowed to, <laughs> to pretend anymore. <laughs> Aspersions made by somebody else. Well, no, I didn't say he'd come out. I just said there was only one woman for him. Uh, I don't believe that's what you said. This is the whole finger in Sarah Jane thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're saying one thing and then claiming to no, have said no, another. No, no, no. We have you, audio I proof. I think if you go back and look at the audio... You uh, look, say, at look at it. <laughs> that's not going to tell us much. <laughs> that's pretty stunning. Okay, study and listen to the audio. You will hear that I said there was only one person for him, one woman. No, I don't believe that's what you said at all. In fact, I think it needs to be copied and pasted to this point so we can tell you what you said. (laughs) I have only one thing to say. Poo to you with knobs on. I'm not that old and decrepit yet. Yes, you are. You're really eh? old, really, really. What's old. that you say? Ah. Ah. When are you going to start meeting on a park bench to feed the ducks together and reminisce over old victories? <laughs> old victories? I thought that's what old men did. I haven't got any old victories. Aww. Go and join the army. <laughs> uh, they'll shoot at me. <laughs> yeah, well, usually, yes. We don't want you. Too old to be shot at. Trick or treat? No, I just thought trick or treat and Jimmy Savile answers. (laughs) No. (laughs) Really, no. (laughs) Oh, cute little children, please come in. Seriously, no. I've got a treat for you. (laughs) Um, I'll fix it for you. Hello, little children. No! (laughs) (laughs) Have I got a treat for you? (laughs) 